20 hours past midnight, ladies, gentlemen, non-binaries alike, and it is time to get curmudgeonly for your Friday night, and Arturo Andrade is here in the studio. Welcome, welcome, my friend. Yes, I am one half of the Curmudgeon Rock Report. It is a music podcast, mostly rock music. Now, I know music podcasts are pretty ubiquitous out there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But what makes us special, and I'm going to read our mission statement. I have it right here. Whoa. Okay. (laughs) The Curmudgeon Rock Report is your podcast. Oh. Made by rock geek iconoclastic outsiders for rock geek iconoclastic outsiders yes for those of you who lament that rock music has gone the way of jazz and slipped into niche genre status which Mm. it kind of has kind of has we are here to keep that flame alive by providing insight analysis recommendations and honest takes Uh not hot takes you may interpret them as hot takes, but they're really honest. We are not like that other douchebag podcast your favorite band sucks, <laughs> that they just have unpopular opinions just to draw attention. No, we really believe what we say. Yeah. And hey, there's a good chance you'll learn some rock history you never knew before. I Bam. see. Bam. <laughs> and that's exactly why you are on the show tonight, my friend. Although, Thank you. for the listeners out there, if you're wanting to recommend your favorite band to Arturo, I don't know, be cautious. He is a biting critic, ladies and gentlemen. He has not taken any shorts. The other half of the Curmudgeon Rock Report, I'm going to keep repeating the name for those of you out there listening. Uh, his name is Christopher Branding. O'Connor. Yeah. Uh, Chris lives in Houston. He's originally from Syracuse, New York. We met in college He's there. the good cop. He's the good cop. I'm the bad cop. I'm based, obviously, here in Guangzhou. He's based in Houston. You're from New York. It fits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Opinionated, mouthy. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, we're going to start with a tune, Arturo, that I just cannot get out of my head, oh, yeah. man. It is the beaches. Everything is boring. I don't know. We'll talk about this after I usually would hate a tune <laughs> like this, but that's what we're going to open with, and we'll talk about it on the other side. But for right now, this is The Drop on your curmudgeonly Friday night.
Drop Returns, ladies and gentlemen. That was our absolutely terrible opening to our curmudgeonly Friday night. I could not get that song out of my head. That was The Beaches with Everything is Boring. Now, Arturo, you and I both think this tune is pretty cheesy, right? I mean... It's cheesy, but it's not offensively cheesy. No. Yeah, I'll give it, it that. It could be worse. Yeah. I've heard worse. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> this we year. All have. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. Just came out like a week ago. I think it kind of like encapsulates the times we're living in. We're so inundated with media, movies, sure. all types. I mean, I everything comes out. I mean, what? Yeah. It's like 40,000 songs a day. Come out it's on too Spotify. Much. I mean, it's this, this reminds deluge. me of something. This is the legacy of the collapse of the conventional record industry. Probably. Because you had, they were the gatekeepers. I mean, Before, they kind of deserved it, though. They did, well, they did it to themselves, really. <laughs> yeah. By, by keeping CDs priced at $20 a pop <laughs> for like 20, 20 years. years. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, but really, there was a time, you know, when uh, before before the internet, I remember, I'm old enough to remember. Yeah. Um, they were the gatekeepers. You listen to radio, you heard something you like, you go to a record store, you shop, you browse, you buy something, you you read music magazines. Yeah, yeah, Back right. when Rolling Stone was a legitimate music magazine. Oh, man, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you would read reviews and you, and you figure out what you want uh, after reading enough music criticism you get a sense for what's like what the music critic is really telling you yeah right you know? and um, as a dj yeah i miss mining like sure. actually hearing something and being like what is that record and having to go yeah and actually physically find it i right. mean i don't really miss it i mean it's much sure. easier nowadays sure Sure. Way less time-consuming, but I do kind of miss the difficulty in finding that one super clutch cut. You I know? do miss that as well, and I think what's happened with the democratization of the music-making process. Now, anyone, any kid in their bedroom with uh, a laptop can make music now, yeah. and they can put it out there. Just go on Bandcamp and put it out there, and people will listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you could put it on YouTube; people will listen. Yeah, and. I mean, that's a good thing because artists now have more freedom than ever before. Yes, that's a good thing. The bad thing is, is that it's just everybody is putting something out there. It's just way too much. Everybody. And it's all boring. And that's a exactly lot of what is. that tune just said. Everything is boring. I think it just captures the essence of what, especially young people are feeling. It's so accessible. It's so easy. And it's just a snooze, man. It's, yeah. It's just boring. It is. It is. It's, <laughs> Nobody it's just, cares. It's just, I, I, Whatever. I kind of, I, I shouldn't because the record industry was bad to a lot of artists but we i, I kind of miss having a gatekeeper i miss having so okay wait a minute you know let's filter like, it out a bit this is it, trash yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need a filter well and that's hopefully what the curmudgeon rock report does for listeners out there yes if you listen to the podcast gatekeeper gods yes ladies and gentlemen we are on google we are on apple we are on spotify we're on everywhere even stitcher i'm not a big fan of stitcher but anyway we're on there as well <laughs> yeah well you gotta be everywhere so <laughs> we've got a trio of tunes coming up and we're starting a little bit slow a little bit folk this playlist okay when i assembled this playlist for what we're doing I because obviously we're promoting the podcast, yeah. the Curmudgeon Rock Report, and I wanted to select songs that reflect the trajectory of the history and pro and progression of rock music mm. by contemporary-ish artists. Yeah, um, and 
reflecting that trajectory starting in the 1950s up until the early 21st century and then back to its roots, but reflected by modern day bands slash artists. Yeah. So that's why it's going to start pretty mellow because we're getting blues and country. Oh yeah. And then it's going to get more rocking and more psychedelic and go on and on and, and more punkish and grungy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So. All right. So we're going to get a little down home here with Buffalo Nichols along with Angel Olsen and Whitney Kay. We'll talk about all three of those tunes on the other side a little bit because we've been preaching a little bit. You know, we're <laughs> old people. We lose our track of thought. And this is the drop on your curmudgeon rock report Friday night.
something to come on and start my day Well, there's a gold dragon on my shoulder And I remember all those things you used to say Drop returns, getting a little folk, getting a little country. To start with our curmudgeon rock report Friday night, Arturo Andrade is in the studio with us, and he's taking over the grand, grand, grand majority of our two hours tonight. Now, we just heard Buffalo Nichols with Another Man, and then it was Angel Olsen with Big Time. Whitney Kay was after that with Trans Canada Oil Boom Blues. And yeah, talking about capturing the times right there, Arturo. <laughs> Now, anything you want to say about these three tunes? Angel Olsen, I think, just changes like a chameleon, but always really kind of nails it with what she puts out, you know? Yeah, I, I think she, she kind of like Sturgill Simpson, she aspires toward being eclectic, but she's always at her best when she sticks to traditional roots music. Mm. That's how I feel about Angel Olsen. I'm not a fan of her, like, her synthesizer orchestra crap from 2016 that she did oh yeah and I'm, then there was like all mirrors from 2019 yeah. which i loved really personally i absolutely I loved that album i didn't like it i i thought i thought she 
I, I respect an artist for getting out of their comfort zone, but yeah. sometimes when they stay in their comfort zone is when they're at their best. And I think Angel Olsen is like that with her la album from last year, big time. Yeah, and uh, I think recently it was either an EP or an LP that just came out again, and it's more in that mode as well. Very, very good. Right. Came out earlier this month. Um, now, we've got a couple of bands that I'm a big fan of. Now, we got the Brian Jonestown Massacre. The light is about to change after that. It's King Giz and Liz Wiz with Lava. And man, okay, let's talk about the former before we get into the latter. The Brian Jonestown Massacre, The Light is About to Change, The Future is Your Past. Yes, it's a pretty, It's a pretty good record. Um, and talk about another, we were talking earlier about uh, artists who are overly prolific. Anton Newcomb was like that in his younger years. Yeah. He's slowing down now. He's in Brian the, Jonestown he, in their prime. Yeah. Yeah, they were just putting out... But everything was good because Anton Newcomb at one point in his life was a certifiable genius. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. This last album is pretty good. It's not great, but it's good yeah. because what I like about it is that he's not reinventing the wheel. It sounds like a Brian Jonestown Massacre album. You know, It's almost like a return part. to the comfort it zone. It is. What it is, though, for him, I think there's an energy that he's putting into these this new batch of songs that he didn't have in his previous records. Mm -hmm. He's agitated, he's angry again, and Anton yeah. is at his best when he's pissed off. Yeah. And that's what you get with this Jonestown album. He's really angry. Yeah, <laughs> now one of the albums we absolutely loved from last year was Ice, Death, Planets, Lungs, Mushrooms, and Lava. We're gonna hear Lava to end everything off, and King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. It's almost like you were saying during the break, they're almost too prolific. Yeah. There's too much coming out. It's like, uh, I don't know, a symbolism of the music industry itself. Yeah, it? exactly. No, th There's no filter anymore. Like, <laughs> I, And I was telling you earlier, this that album, Ice Death Planets, was my number three album of the year from last Loved year. Loved it. Yeah, me too. That album would have been written about much more and would have gotten more attention by music critics had it been the only album they released last year. Yeah. And, but they just released too much and not all of it was good. But yeah. this one is a shining great example of how good they can be. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, they just did a jam session switching around instruments and right. the first letter of every song title is yeah. the modal chord that they're using. Yeah. Whew. These are some smart dudes out of Australia. So that's King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard with Lava. That's going to end off part one tonight, probably just on the podcast version of the show. The Light is About to Change is right now by the Brian Jones Town Massacre. And we will be back with one half of the Curmudgeon Rock Report after we go to part two and cold open things. This is The Drop.
Listening to GFN in Gwangju and Yasu. People make Gwangju our story.
The People Book The People Book Project is an awareness campaign for multiculturalism and is brought to you by independent bookstores here in Guangzhou Metropolitan City. This project takes a glimpse into the lives of our neighbors in Guangzhou from different walks of life. This month is the story of Yi Jin Suk, who runs the local bookstore Breath in Guangzhou to mark World Book and Copyright Day in April. Sumchekbang은 경험을 공유하는 곳으로 생명을 소중히 여기는 마음을 담아 한숨 쉬어가며 영혼에 쉼을 줄수 있는 공간이에요. Jin Suk has liked books since she was young. She has learned about diverse cultures from books. She wants to share the joy of books with people in her store. She thinks local bookstores provide an important social environment, as you will choose a book that is recommended, rather than just picking one from the shelf. It is an experience that can only be had in local bookstores, to communicate with book staff who love to share stories, and also to experience society, culture, and various lives in the community. This campaign is brought to you by GFN. 대한민국에는 5천만 개의 방송국이 있습니다. SNS라는 방송국. 무심코 올린 글과 정보에도 책임이 따릅니다. 상대를 비방하는 글은 피하죠. 정확한 뉴스인지 꼭 체크해봐요. SNS는 또 하나의 미디어. 당신의 SNS는 오네요. 가능합니까? 공익광고협의회. 
Back on the drop, and we have cold opened the second can in our nightly four pack. And it's Friday, so that means we have a special guest in the studio, and he is local man Arturo Andrade, the guy who you don't want talking about your favorite band, but <laughs> he does know his stuff. The Curmudgeon Rock Report comes out every couple of weeks. Subscribe on any of your favorite channels, and he has taken over the grand majority of the playlist for tonight. And my name is Dano, just in case you needed to know, I'm the host of the show. Now, we just heard Black Lips with Apocalypse Love. Yes, that's like a relationship nowadays. <laughs> and uh, so let's talk about this Apocalypse Love, Black Lips, very good stuff. Black Lips are a garage rock band from Atlanta. They've been around for a long time, about, about 20 years. Yeah. And they, in the recent albums, they've gone to more of a country but like, like dirty, down-home, garagey country. Yeah, yeah. Country the way it should be played, in my opinion. Dirt Road in Georgia or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the direction they've gone in. Their lyrics are very clever. Uh, as you see, as you heard in this song, uh, it's, it's, it's a post-apocalyptic love song. Yeah. And if you listen carefully to the lyrics, it's a gay love song, too. Aha. Uh -huh. yeah. Well, very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Good tune right there. Now, a couple of artists that I very much believe in, and the first one coming up, is very much slept on and underappreciated, I think. Aldous Harding is up next with Passion Babe. Warm Chris, I believe this came out last year or it's the a good year album. before. Yeah, it came out last year. Good album. Both of the albums that have come out over the past three or four years have been very good. I just don't yeah. think Aldous Harding is like getting the love she deserves. And uh, tell us about Passion Babe. Well, Passion Babe is from her album Warm Chris from last year. I think it's her best album, and I, the reason I think, one of the reasons I like it, and why I chose it for this thematic playlist, is that this song reflects early 1970s Laurel Canyon singer-songwriter yes. L.A. soft rock. Yeah. And this song in particular reminds me a lot of Randy Newman. Mm. especially in that rolling, shuffling New Orleans rhythm yeah. that she employs on this track. Yeah. And of course, you know, one of the things she gets criticized for is playing vocal dress-up in her songs. It's yeah. kind of her gimmick. Which um, is kind of like exactly, I mean, one of the videos I watched from the previous album was yeah. Literally, her doing that. I think she was hearing that type of criticism and was literally like dressing into different costumes yeah. and stuff right. during the entirety of the video. Yeah. It was like a commentary. Yeah, for sure. I, I think she's so clever, man, and she is. fun. She's she's fun. Her early music is really unlistenable. It's just all this whiny, mopey, continuously slow piano ballad stuff. But she really, uh, her last couple of albums has really shown her embrace like real songwriting and yeah. god forbid melodies and hooks Woo. yeah and actually enjoying yourself enjoying while yourself. being a musician yeah <laughs> like, it doesn't all just... have to be the most complex the most complex chord progressions of all time right no, just just let it flow man yeah smile and have fun with it man yeah, yeah i absolutely love aldous harding now St. Vincent is after that with down i mean daddy's home what Great can you album. say about this record man it yeah. is really really good it's another one like early in her career i wasn't a fan of her early music mm. a little too much disney musical worship in her early, yeah. early records yeah and a lot of people don't like i mean especially like older rock fans they want to hear more of the rock i yeah. mean a lot of the earlier stuff was very synthed out yes. and very electronicized very yeah. indie dance what happened is that in 2013 she did a collaboration with david byrne and that kind of opened her doors and it freed her up yeah. to make what, to this day, is still her best album, her self-titled album from 2014. Yeah. Which she actually, it's rocked out, it's also funked out, and she kept the Disney musical maudlin stuff to a minimum, and she let like 
the, the real stuff come to the forefront. And yeah. her last couple of records have shown that progression to that. She did a, a, a Mass Seduction in 2017, which mm -hmm. is kind of like her techno pop record. Yeah. Really good. That was her breakup album, too. And then this album, Daddy's Home, which is like her mining her dad's 1970s record collection. Yeah. And you can, right. you can hear the influence of solo John Lennon, a little bit of Stevie Wonder, a little bit of David Bowie, a little bit of Steely Dan in there thrown in yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's a great record. And Steely this song, Dan and Darker Moments. Yeah, Dark. Steely Dan. Steely Dan. Steely Dan music. Musically, they can be light and soft, but lyrically, they have always been dark. dark. Yeah. yeah, very dark. Listen to their lyrics, man. No Seriously. doubt about it. Yeah, they're the OGs in that category, yeah. I think. Like, yeah. Really bright and sunshiny, but you listen to the lyrics, you're like, oh my God. Songs about pimps and hookers and drugs. And yeah. <laughs> Is that person okay? You're like thinking after the end of the dude. All right, so we're going to play both of those tunes right now. That's Aldous Harding with Passion Babe, another really good record to go and check out. That's called Warm Chris from last year. Daddy's Home is after that. That's the LP by St. Vincent, and we are going to listen down. And we got one more tune to play from the Deserts of the Sahara for here in part two to close off the first half. We are here live in the studio with local rock curmudgeon, and that would be Arturo Andrade, who's from New York. Go and check out the podcast. That's called the Curmudgeon Rock Report. Very good stuff. This is The Drop. Surely 
much and my surprise When you hit me two times You got yourself a fight I was a patsy You were a creep and a gypsy Thinking that my little scratch Was like your big victory See, but I'll take you Drop returns, ladies and gentlemen. We are into the final air break of the first half. Dano here, Studio Two, GFNHQ, and of course, it is Friday, and that means we have a special guest. Not always, but usually, and it is local 
rock curmudgeon, and that would be Arturo Andrade. Originally hails from New York, has been living here in Guangzhou for like 13, 14 yep. years, yeah? Yep. You're oh, sticking yeah. it out here. I'm a, lo- I'm a lifer now at this point. Lifer, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what, are you going to go back to the States, man? I feel the same way. No <laughs> doubt about it. Now, we just heard a couple of albums from last year. First up was Aldous Harding with Passion Babe. That's from Warm Chris. Definitely go and check out that album. And then Daddy's Home finished everything off. That's by St. Vincent. And the tune off of that record was called Down. Now, we got one more long player to play here, player. And this is Umdu Mokhtar, a freak victim. The title track off of the record, and I think this was 2021? 2021, Yeah, and um, there's so much interesting background to this record now. Mdu Mokhtar, I believe, is from Mali or Niger. Niger. Yeah, okay. And um, I pronounced it correctly, but I think he's right about the location. Yeah. And so, Mdu Mokhtar, man, I had no idea until I listened to this record, the chops and the background that goes on here. Now, this record was recorded like in his courtyard outside of his house. And I just picture these guys out in like whatever passes in the Sahara for a backyard, like just kind of lounging around and playing. And yeah. that's the album. Well, he he belongs to the same desert nomad tribe that uh, Tinariwen yes. are from. Tinariwen yes. are from Mali. Um, the Tuaregs, they encompass, the Tuaregs yeah. they encompass not just Mali, but they... they they, they stretch yeah, out southern Algeria. To, was it Niger? Is it Niger? Niger. It's yeah. Niger. They stretch out into Niger as well. And Mdu Mokhtar is from Niger, and uh, he is of that tribe. And I would describe if you're if you're familiar with the music of Tinari one. If you're not, you should be. I'm a big Tinari one mm. fan. I would describe Mdu Mokhtar as like Tinari when pumped up on steroids. Yeah, because it's, it's yeah. like Tinari when, but rocking a lot harder. This is rock. This is straight up rock music. No, yeah, it's like Jimi Hendrix was reborn in the Sahara, and yeah. this is how he plays. Now, the other thing I didn't know about Mdu Mokhtar, even though he's over in Niger, which is pretty. You know, I guess not inaccessible in our day and age to like New York and big studios and stuff. He has unbelievable Mm. studio credits. He's played guitar on a lot of big time albums. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 a wanted man (laughs) by by a lot of people. I think he should be. He's awesome. Yeah, no doubt about it. So go and check out that album. That's called Afrique Victim. Now this is kind of a long player, so we're gonna just let it take us into the break. That's Umdu Mokhtar. Go and check out this record from 2021. And that is going to do it for the first half. We will be back to continue the curmudgeonliness, I guess you would say, in the second half. And Arturo Andrade is here in the studio. Go and check out the Curmudgeon Rock Report. Really good bi-weekly podcast. This is The Drop.
bit. Shake it to the snare and get down to the kid. She can turn it till she like it, don't give a shit, huh? Do the new sensation. Do the new sensation. Do the new sensation. Do the new sensation. So you wanna retrain now. Jumping from the right to the left brain now. You just gotta turn your stance up and retrain as a dancer, right?
The Drop Returns, ladies and gentlemen, and we are into part three. Cold opening the third can in our nightly four-pack we call The Drop. My name is Dano. I'm the host of the show. We are with Arturo Andrade, who is one half of the super team, the bad cop from the super team of the Curmudgeon Rock Report. Go and check out that podcast. He is our musical guide tonight. Don't let him talk about your favorite band, I'm telling you, or be very careful. You might get your heart broken. So, Arturo, <laughs> we just heard the chats who are wicked with the tune called Struck by Lightning. After that was Idols, the new sensation. So, what's going on with the chats? Why did you choose these tunes? Oh, the chats. Listen, the chats. Really good. Um, my, my friend, my podcast partner and best friend, Chris, and I, we kind of have a saying. Nowadays. The good cop. Yeah. yeah he's, if it rocks and it's good, it's coming from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. And that's not just rock. Yeah. Australia is putting out some of the best music in every genre I can think of right now. Genesis Owusu is really good. He's unbelievable. A yeah. yeah, yeah, that was He's one really of my. Good. I think that was 2021. Yeah, that was one two of, years. That ago. album was unbelievable. But yeah. yeah, the chats. I mean, there's a lot of really good punk bands coming out of Australia. The Absolutely chats are incredible. special, and this is why what separates them from the other pack. Because yeah, there are a lot of bands who do this kind of punk rock and have done this kind of punk rock for years. Yeah. But what separates the chats from a lot of the others is that when this kind of punk rock is done this well with this much energy and this high caliber of underrated songwriting. Yeah. The chats are under the bass player writes, I forgot, Eamon something, I forgot, Eamon Bandwidth, Sandwith, I think, Eamon Sandwith, yeah. he writes most of their songs, and he's also the, the, the lead singer. When the music is done this well, with this much energy, with this high caliber of songwriting, that kind of punk rock is unbeatable. And the they're, chats are really, really great. They're really good, and it's got so much, like, attitude, and it's so fun, man. Oh, Outstanding. Of so, yeah, we're going to call that one Get Fracked. That's the uh, title of the yeah, album. Yeah, we can't we can't say the real name of the <laughs> if album. If you want to check it out, I think you can uh, pick up from context clues. Now, Idols, the new sensation, Crawler. That album is really, really good. Took me a while to digest. It wasn't like what you're used to if you're a big Idols fan. And you were saying you weren't before I this album came I'm out. I'm the opposite. Uh, I wasn't a fan because to me, a lot of their early stuff. It's just kind of monotonous and same sounding. It's just one continuous punk rock roar. It all yeah. sounded the same. Yeah. With this album, Crawler, musically, it's more nuanced. Um, they're, they're, they're more distinctive guitar sounds, distinctive rhythms, just distinctive songwriting that separates it from the previous Idols albums. There's also like a story, like a There's story, a story arc yeah. that goes over the rest yeah, of the it's, album. It's, that it's definitely about, separates it from their right. earlier work. It's about Joe Talbot's drug addiction and alcohol abuse, basically. The yeah. whole album's about that right. and him getting uh, getting over with that. And, and like his dad had the same problem. Sure. Like that. Yeah, yeah, right. A lot of that stuff is passed on yeah, right. from one by, by, from father to son and mother to daughter. Yeah, too. Right. And, and, and what, what I like about this Idols album is that they're daring to be different. They're really getting away from the traditional punk rock, which I wasn't a real fan of. I think the Chats do that stuff better than they did. <laughs> but um, but but when it when, when, with this album, they really like got in, they got their post punk on. Yeah, and that's where that's where the weird sounding guitars, the distinctive noises come in, and that's why I think it was such such a good record. It was, it was in my top ten of 2021. Yeah, me too, definitely. I don't know if it was in my top ten, but it was up there for sure now we've got a couple of tunes and up next is sleaford mods along with perry farrell and me and dan lloyd were just ripping this tune apart a few weeks ago when it came out so trendy is the title and 
I don't know about you, but this sounds like Perry Farrell doing an imitation of the <laughs> Sleaford Mods lead singer, like a really bad one. What Sle- happened here? Yeah, well, I, I, I love Sleaford Mods. Sleaford Mods. I love them too. They, Absolutely. Their, their, their last, their, their recent, most recent album of this year is pretty good as well. The one before that, I really liked. Too, I really yeah. like th- that's a better album, I think, than, yeah. than, than the newest one. Yeah, but probably, yeah. I, I do like this song a lot. I think really? Perry, I, I think Perry Farrell's weak vocals kind of adds. I, what I what I I think what it is, it, it kind of it's an interesting dichotomy with Jason Williamson, and uh-huh. I, I, I I think Perry because Farrell can't sing anymore. He really uh, oh, can't. No. <laughs> yeah, his voice is shot. I mean, well. I mean uh, but but on this on this track, he's not he's not he doesn't have to sing. All yeah. he has to do is be Perry Farrell. And yeah, but he's being the Sleaford Mods lead singer, Joe Williamson, like Jason, Jason, Jason Williamson. Williamson. Yeah, you think so? I, 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 he's, I think he's feigning this British accent that he can't do, like that working right. class British sure. accent, right? Sure. And it's but, like, but I think the the, the, the the faux British accent, I think it kind of works because it's, it's a counterpoint to what Jason Williamson is doing. Mm. It's a counterpoint. Yeah, it okay. really is. And and he's and, and the song is really about. Los Angeles. It's not about England. Listen to the words. Well, yeah, it, the it, song is definitely about LA. It, it's about it's about pretentious indie hipsters <laughs> who think they're like starting yeah. a trend when they're actually just following something. Right. And that, that's right in Jason Williamson's wheelhouse because he's yeah. no no one no one rants and raves better than him. <laughs> yeah. Like I am so cool and hip, but yeah. I'm really just following a marketing formula yeah. made up by like the worst people in society. Yeah. All right, Parquet Quartz is after that with Plant Life, and this is off their latest album, I their, think? Their last album from two years ago, which yeah. is really good. Yeah, and um, they're so consistent, aren't they? I they mean, really are. Uh, they just have this output, which is not really prolific. I mean, if you're looking for like an album every year, it's not going to happen. Every but two years. <laughs> when they do it, yeah, it's yeah. like right on time. It's like yeah. the mail getting delivered every day, right. and it's just every two years, Parquet Quartz is out with a new album, and... It's always high quality, man. Yeah, I mean, they started out a little over 10 years ago, and they were very pavement-influenced yeah. early on. Early yeah. on, really, really, it's like a tighter pavement is what yeah. they were. But they've kind of evolved, and, and what they're doing in their recent records, they're putting elements of funk and early 80s, the more danceable branch of post-punk yeah. is what they're doing now. Right, right. Yeah, it's like um, early Blondie before they went disco. Yeah. Quote-unquote sold out. I mean, yeah, like new wave stuff. All right, so that's Parquet Courts with Plant Life. That is going to be the final tune in the next block right now is Perry Farrell and Sleaford Mods. I should have said it the other way around, but <laughs> I really want to emphasize how bad the, <laughs> bad the singing is on this. That's called So Trendy. That's off the band's most recent album that is called UK Grim. And we got one more tune to talk about, a nice long player from a very nice album called Bright Green Field, but we'll save that for later. This is the drop on your curmudgeonly Friday night.
Drop Returns, ladies and gentlemen, and we just got one more song to play here in part three on our curmudgeonly Friday night. We are in the studio with local man, local bad cop of rock, Arturo Andrade, who does the Curmudgeon Rock Report every couple of weeks. And go and check it out on your favorite podcast players. We just heard a couple of tunes. First up was Sleaford Mods and Perry Farrell with So Trendy. I can kind of see the parody. I mean, you can see like yeah. a British, just kind of trendy guy living in LA, and this is like his mind state yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I can see that. I just can't get past Barry Farrell's delivery right there. Now, Parquet Courts was after that with Plant Life, Sympathy for Life. Go check that album out as well. So they must be due for a new one this year, yeah? Sure. And, and I'm interested to see their progression where they go from their last album, which is very early 80s, like I said, early 80s, danceable branch of post-punk, yeah. and see what they do now. It's always kind of a change-up for them. Like, none of their albums are the same exactly. at yeah. all. Yeah. All right, so we've got Squid, along with Martha Sky Murphy off of Bright Green Field. This tune is called Narrator. This was their debut album, Band of the UK, right. and I thought it was really strong. It didn't, like, knock my socks off or anything, but... Really good band. You can definitely see a very bright future going on here, right? Yeah, I'm a big fan of this band. There's a, there's a new crop of like, you know, I call it the, the new wave of British progressive rock. Yeah. You're getting bands like Black Midi and Black and Black Country New Road. Both of them, I think, suck. Oh. But but Squid Shots are fired. Squid are the good version of that because they. What I like about Squid is that what they remind me of is that they take uh, like early, kind of even almost mid-period Talking Heads. And they marry that to like mid '70s King Crimson. Mm. That's what Squid kind of remind me of. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and, yeah. And I'm I, I'm not a big fan of prog rock, but King Crimson are one of the few British prog rock bands, if not the only one that I like. <laughs> and, um, and 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 I and I really like. I love Talking Heads. I adore them. Oh, um, yeah. one, I think they're one of the ten greatest American bands of all time. But that's just another discussion. Yeah. But I I, I think uh, that marriage of those two sounds. You know, yeah, it's it's complex, proggy music, but they keep the funk, and that's the good. Like James Brown always said, man, keep it on the one. Keep you know? it on the one. And yeah, this band definitely does it. I mean, I heard a lot of critics kind of criticizing it because a lot of the tunes on there are real long players. You know, six and a half. This one's eight and a half minutes long. Yeah, people, people it's like ADD idiots. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, you know, just you know, listen to the tune, man. Listen Everything to it. doesn't have to be a two-minute little snack that you bite on and then you roll on to the next thing. It's complex music, people. This is for adults. So that's Narrator by Squid. That's off of Bright Green Field, if you haven't checked it out. That's going to be the final tune for here in part three. But we've got more in store coming up in part four with the curmudgeon himself. And that's Arturo Andrade. Go and check out his podcast. And that's called The Curmudgeon Rock Report. This is The Drop.
You're listening to GFN in Gwangju and Yasu. The more variety, the better society. About 65 million of the world's 7 billion people are leaving their homes because of war, hunger, persecution and natural disasters. Moreover, 19 million of them are unable to return home and seek asylum in other countries. We call these people refugees. Would you like to hear the story of someone who is a refugee woman living in Korean society? My name is Muriel and I came from the Democratic Republic of Congo. I have been living in Korea for 19 years now. In general, I can say that Korean society is against accepting refugees in the country. The public perception toward refugees has manifested itself in the form of refugee acceptance rate, which is very low among developed countries. Comparing to 10 or 15 years ago, I recognize perception is changing. The society is more open than before and we can see more NGOs helping refugees in different ways. This campaign is brought to you by GFN. Our country is growing faster. 지역경제 일상회복 캠페인 코바코 광주지사와 함께합니다. Stars in the sky are gonna die Eventually it's fine Just like a lonely satellite Drifting for a little while If I don't hear from you tonight If I don't hear from you tonight It's so quiet outside With this curfew lullaby Is now an okay time To tell you that I like you I'll wait for your reply Wait for your reply If I don't hear from you
Returns, ladies and gentlemen, and we are on our Friday night guests and request Friday. Dano here, Studio Two, saying Friday way too much, and of course, Arturo Andrade, one half of the supervillains, or I guess you'd say the good cop, bad cop team of the Curmudgeon Rock Report, is here in the studio, taking over the entirety of our two hours. So we are very thankful to have you, Thanks Arturo. For having me. And we just heard Courtney Barnett, your latest pick. If I don't hear from you tonight, Courtney Barnett is just blowing my mind the last few years. Unbelievable. I really wish I would have seen her at the uh, Busan Rock Festival, I think two years ago. She, she was, was here. Really? I know. And I was like, ugh, I didn't make it. Yeah. I mean, Courtney Barnett, I mean, when she started out, up until like not up until kind of recently, like, like she really harkens back to that late 80s, early 1990s alternative rock. Yeah. You know, she harkens back to that. But but she does it without slavishly copying because she has her own sound. Yeah, you know there, there's a little bit of Liz, a lot of Liz Fair in what she does actually. Yeah, you're from Chicago, you should know. Absolutely, Liz Fair. but there's and also like a kind of folk twist to it. Sure, with like, sure. I don't know, like a beat poet thing going on there with is. the vocal delivery. Very, it's very, very much interesting. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she is. And she, that she, band. Yeah, she has a great band behind her. She's always had it. And this last album that came out two years ago, Things Take Time, Take Time, she's gone into like a little more of an electronic drum beat direction, yeah. kind of shake things up, and it's good. And the reason why it's still good is because she's a phenomenal songwriter. She's a great songwriter. She writes great lyrics. She's not afraid of having catchy melodies and pop hooks. Yeah. God forbid we have this yeah. in our music, right? And she does that, and she's consistent. And I really do think she's Australia's greatest living songwriter right now. I'm sorry, Nick Cave. Courtney Barnett oh. right now is better than you. Well, yeah. I mean, Nick Cave is a little too dour nowadays for you. Like, I cannot picture you sitting through a Nick Cave album. His I last, love him. But his last three albums have been atrocious. Oh, man. I love him. I hate him. Absolutely <laughs> love him. It's, yeah. it's just one continuously slow <laughs> funeral dirge after another. Dude, yeah, yes. okay, yes. You're, I'm sorry that your son died. How many more albums are you going to squeeze out of your son's death? Move on. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> got to embrace the darkness. All right. I so. like mid-period Nick Cave. Yeah. All right. Well, there's a lot to go from yeah. with Nick Cave. I mean, it goes all the way back. So yeah. we've got Laurel Canyon up next with Madam Hit the Wire. So tell us about this tune. Oh, this, this is nasty, snarling, grimy, 
F you rock and roll. <laughs> um, this song in particular is Imagine the Velvet Underground's Sister Ray as done by Mudhoney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really hard. I really love Laurel Canyon, though. Now, Wet Leg, another band that is just killing it. Last year's uh, self-titled yeah. album, yeah. I think. Uh, this was the first single they released, and it was definitely a hit. And in fact, you were pointing out to me, yeah. this is your only hit yeah. on your entire playlist <laughs> yeah. tonight. Yeah. This video just went completely viral. Everyone seemed musically to go crazy for Chase Long, which was another single mm -hmm. they released mm -hmm. from that album. But this one was always my favorite. It's just such a fun catchy tune. Tell us more. Yeah, with Wet Leg, they very much mine 1990s Indian alt rock. Yeah. Because when I hear Wet Leg, I hear a little bit of Britpop era blur, mm -hmm. especially with the attitude and the snarkiness. Mm -hmm. I hear definitely quite a bit of breeders, the breeders in their mellower very much so. Uh, in their mellower um, moments. Yeah. And when you talk about Chase Long, to me that sounds like the Strokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of hear a little bit of Veruca Salt in yeah, there a little, a little bit Veruca as well. Yeah. There's a little bit yeah. of edge yeah. to what they put out sure. as well. But not this tune. Not yeah. this tune. Maybe right. Chase Long a little yeah. bit. So yeah. um, that's going to be the next block coming up. And then we're going to go really hard yeah. to end off everything. We got another trio of tunes, maybe a quartet. We'll see what happens. So that's Laurel Canyon up next with Madam Hit the Wire. And Wet Leg is after that with Wet Dream. We are in the studio with Arturo Andrade, who is one half of the supervillain team that is known as the Curmudgeon Rock Report, which is a very good bi-weekly music, especially rock nerd podcast that you should go and check out. And he is our playlist master. He is the maestro for tonight. We got a few more tunes to play, so let's hit play right now. This is the drop. So to see with your eyes, you gotta turn your head to the light.
Drop Returns, ladies and gentlemen, getting curmudgeonly on your Friday night. Our guest artist selector for tonight, not necessarily an artist, more of a critic, we would say, is Arturo Andrade. He is originally from New York. He's been living in Guangzhou now for 13 years, and he does the curmudgeon rock report along with his partner in Houston. I forget his name right now. Christopher O'Connor. I'm on the mic, even though he has an Irish name and I grew up Irish, man, I am sorry, <laughs> Master O'Connor. So we just heard a pair of tunes. First up was Wet Leg. Actually, that was What Just Finished, and that was called Wet Dream. That was the lead single to their self-titled debut album from last year. Laurel Canyon was after that with Madame Hit the Wire and that's your favorite album of the year so far, as so, far as rock goes. As far as rock goes, yeah, because it's, it's just so primal. And it's it's an acquired taste, it really is, because you listen to the singer, the vocalist, he really slurs his vocals and his melodies, but once you get into it and, and, and you really absorb it, you understand what he's going for. Yeah. And musically, the band is rock solid. They're really good, yeah. I mean, the, ba- the backing, I mean, that's generally what I tend to pay attention to, right. and there really on point their technique is super super on point yeah there are a few bands out there who are kind of hearkening back to the glory days of 90s grunge not many bands do it as well as this band does but they're not slavishly copying pearl jam or allison they're not derivative they're not they're not that derivative they have their own grunge sound grunge by way of philadelphia by the way shout out to philly philly another underrated city in sure. music i mean really underrated kurt, i think kurt vile the war on drugs just Je- uh, steve gunn all come from philly on and on and yeah. on it's unbelievable all right so we got bob villain up next with a tune called gdp and again just naughty on the language here arturo well, on the mic and on the tunes we're gonna have to do some editing tonight sure. but nonetheless we are getting curmudgeonly, so it comes with the territory. Tell us about this next tune. Uh, Bob Villain, great name for a band. <laughs> yeah, right. They are, after 30 years, the UK has finally produced its answer to Rage Against the Machine. Ah. And that's what Bob Villain are. They, yeah. Yes, they're rap metal, but their rap and their hip hop is based more on the UK grime style yeah. of hip hop. That's where, definitely where they're coming from. Yeah, and Roots they, Maneuva and guys like that. Yeah, yeah and yeah. the techno beats, that's what influenced them. And their metal, it is, yeah, it is metal guitars, but it's more informed by hardcore and post hardcore. Yeah. Which means it's better than most of the rap metal that came out in the late 90s, early noughties. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. Ex- except for Rage Against the Machine, who are the shining example of what you can do with rap metal. Yeah. And uh, I, th- I think these guys are really good. I love their politics. A yeah. lot of people may be turned off by that. I'm not. I embrace yeah. it. Um, they, they, they attack racism in the UK. They attack mass media saturation. Yeah. They attack just the every single position of the Tory party. God yeah. bless Bob Dylan. Go for it. Yeah, outstanding stuff. All right, so we've got another tune after that. And this is a band I really rate, although you and I are not like crazy about their album from earlier this year, the Death Valley Girls. What are the odds? I absolutely love this tune. Yeah, it's a great, there's a reason why it's the single. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. And one of the things I really like, I think they are really good when they have like unexpected elements in their tunes. Like they drop a sax solo in the middle of the cut or use some kind of soul influences, but Really good band, I think, with a bright future. So tell us about this guy. Yeah, this album, this song is the clear best, one of the two best songs on the album. Yeah, and I think it's, it's a single. The title track. What yeah. are the odds? Was what that are, the title of the, the album? The name of this song is What Are the Odds? 
the, the album, name of the I album. Remember, I, I forgot remember. the name of the album already. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, we're old, you know, so it comes yeah. with the territory. However, if you it's really not one want, of the odds. Sure. If you really <laughs> want to hear a good album, a great album by Death Valley Girls, check out their album from 2020 yes. called um, Under the Spell of Joy. Yes. It's a fantastic record. How would I describe it? They kind of take that 1960s, slightly psychedelic garage rock of the Brian Jonestown Massacre. They put some early 1960s girl group vocal pop on it, and they filter it through post-punk. Yeah. That's how I would describe it. The lead single on that album from 2020, have you ever seen the video to this? No. It's just Iggy Pop eating a hamburger (laughs) in like a little (laughs) McDonald's or something like that. (laughs) Unbelievable, yeah. And a really fun band. I was checking out like their tour videos yeah. after they put out that album, yeah. their, their debut. Right. And there was one from like France where they were playing like the ending and the setting was like in a cave or oh, something really? like that. Oh, yeah, a club. Yeah. The guitarist is like riding on the lead singer's shoulders and they're doing like their grand finale. I was like, this band is wild, man. Yeah. All right, now that's all we're going to talk about for the show. We've got Shame to play after the Death Valley Girls with the tune called Six Pack. So really quick. What do you like about this tune? I really love this band. Yeah, this band is good. This, uh, their, their new album that came out this year is all right. It's not bad. It's, it's, not, right. as, it's not as good as the previous one. Yeah, the, the previous, previous one was knocking my socks was, off. It was man. really, really good. Yeah, this band, when they started out uh, back in 2017, 2018, yeah. they were kind of like a more rocked out version of the dance rock of, of the Happy Mondays. Mm-hmm. And they've kind of progressed from there. And the album from 2021, Drunk Drunk Tank Pink? Yeah. Drunk Pink Tank? Drunk Tank Pink. Drunk Tank Pink. I think that's the end of the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's when they started to show more of a a heavier, cutting-edge, post-punk style. I love that record. That's a really good record. With this new album that they came out with this year, it's all right. It's pretty good. It's but toned it, down. It's a little too prog rock for my taste. Mm, yeah, I can see yeah, that. I'm not, I'm, not a big, I'm not a big progressive rock guy. You know, I, I don't like complexity for complexity's sake. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no doubt. All right, so that's going to do it for the show. Now, just to recap, we've got Bob Villain up next with your, I guess you would say, like Antifa message to begin the end. (laughs) And Death Valley Girls are after that with What Are the Odds? Shame is going to close it off with Six Pack. And Arturo, my friend, thanks for joining us tonight. This has been fun. Very fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I I had a great time. Yeah, great playlist too, man. Outstanding. Now, make sure to listen to the Curmudgeon Rock Report. It comes out every other week, and you can find it on any of your favorite streaming platforms or however you listen to podcasts. I don't know how you do it. I'm an old man, and that is going to do it for the show. This old man has to sign off. I'd like to thank you, the listener, as well for tuning in. It is an honor and a privilege to be playing two hours of good, diverse tunes for the city of Guangzhou and all of the Honam area each and every night. Up next are the fabulous, talented, and lovely ladies from Listen to China for the 10 to 11 p.m. shift. And my name is Dano. Keep on keeping on. The BBC are talking about the GDP Miss me with that mess Coming for the belly when we run up in your address Get caught sleeping, take the money from the mattress Man know the roads, there's no need for Atlas Trying to take all that you own and leave you cashless Cash rules everything around me that matters So the purse strings are tighter than thatches Desperate times, desperate measures The news says we're in this together But everybody I know seems to know better Rob you for your diamonds when we feel pressure It's all fun and games till someone goes broke Breaking your house, we heard you sold coke Catch you late night and Snatch your gold rope while the news keeps saying Keep calm and keep hope Yeah, the BBC are talking about the GDP 
when I said I bought a stab proof Couple weeks later, ops ran up and poked him I was in the hospital, sitting right beside him But I'm too good of a friend to start gloating Could have said I told you so, because I told him All the ends want is their watch face frozen A baddie named Elsa, riding in the whip With a shank on the hip and a necklace Golden, and they'll be golden, yeah, right as rain Quicker than the weather your whole life can change This rap race might drive you insane I seen friends were friends for lines of cocaine It's all fun and games till someone gets kidnapped Man, I really with that, I know a few that did that Snub nose free 8 don't care for your six pack Try rub the wrong one, they might push your wig back
Nothing and no one 